10, 9, 8, 7, 7, 6, 5, 4. That was it. <laughs> I was just going to go 10, 9, 8, 7. You said to help you out. And you didn't tell me when to stop. So let's do it. <laughs> let's do it one more time. Let's do it one more. All right. Ready? Three. Yeah. Two. Ten. One. Two. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Everyone outside and in between. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, oh, Lordy. Uh, my name is Sam Bannigan. And I am Andrew Thomas. We are talking to you on a probably historical day. Yeah. Well, we're, Hopefully. Uh, context, a couple hours ago, uh, Joe Biden was announced as the president-elect of uh, the United States of America. And I, we have many thoughts, I'm sure. Uh, and we'll probably talk about those a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we can't not at this point. Um I'm, I'm very scared. I feel like the guy at a party who keeps telling everyone to drink water. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. all right, just remember, Trump like fascism. Let's not forget that, guys. I'm happy, too. I'm celebrating. But like, but like in 20 years, in 20 years, <laughs> I don't want them to see me dancing. And then, you know, we hear about the Detroit massacre or yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Uh, my name is Sam Bannigan. Have we not said that? I'm Andrew no. Thomas. We, we've done it. We did it before this. A hundred percent. I don't know. Either way, you heard our names twice. Or once. Or once. <laughs> <laughs> you be the uh, judge. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Today is weird. The internet is weird today. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The only just, things that make me annoyed is seeing it's over, and I'm like, <sighs> it's so not over. It's very I'm, not over. I was gonna like people. I've so many people, and I get yes, the election is over, but it's not like you have to keep fighting. You just elected like one of the most moderate motherfuckers in the world, and a and a transphobic super cop who loves private ev- education at the White House. You can't stop fighting systemic racism, homophobia, healthcare. Climate change, all this stuff is still super, super important. And just because you have a Democrat in the White House doesn't mean that that stuff is gone. Don't go back to brunch. Keep fighting. This is not over. This is the beginning of the fight. We'll see a we lot. Did, We're going to see we a won the lot first of people. Bit. We won the first bit, and we got to keep fucking going. We can't stop. Activism doesn't stop because Joe Biden's in the fucking White House. God, I'm so... ah. Also, Kamala Harris is like a super cop, a transphobic super cop, which is the thing that we should be fighting against. But we still had to elect her. It fucking sucks. Ah! Speaking I like of... All the, I like all the memes. <laughs> Sorry, I've seen a lot of memes that are like, celebrating a Joe Biden victory? No. Celebrating a Trump loss? Yes. That's funny. That's real like, funny. That's, yeah, that's all it is. Also, I feel like I'm in a horror movie and like we just got rid of the of the villain. But yet I'm going to be like standing right in front of the camera and right behind me, Michael Myers is just going to pop up. I feel like that's what's about to happen, too. Yeah, Yeah. I'm happy. Trump's hopefully going to leave the White House kicking or screaming or walking out with his head high. I don't care. Hopefully he leaves. 
but we'll see. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. That's all we gotta say. Yeah. Uh, so, and all we gotta say, we're gonna probably talk about the entire time. It, it, <laughs> it's. I think that that the fact that we're recording today, and, and we're doing this, this movie. movie. There's no way that these two things are not extremely related. Like, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> the speaking of the Chicago Seven. Speaking of uh, the tri- Aaron Sorkin's 2020, uh, the trial of the Chicago Seven. I keep His saying that Central Park Five, but no, I'm that's, wrong. That's uh, when they see us. Yes, Ava DuVernay. Yes. I know someone who was in that. Really? Hey! Yeah, she played like a cop uh, in like one or two episodes. Like, I haven't watched it yet because I don't, I haven't been able to subject myself to like horrible, horrible things this year. Yeah, I get that. You know, it's like you, you were like, you should watch Detroit one time. And I'm like, I want to watch Detroit exactly one time, but also I don't know if I can watch Detroit at all right now. Yeah, I remember when the protests were happening. I was like, should I do Detroit? And I was like, I'm not going to do that to my boy Sam. I'll make him watch the Borat movies, but I won't. I won't make him watch Detroit. <laughs> that that's just cruel. Yeah, I want to watch these things. It's just like this year, especially. It's been really hard to 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 actually engage in a lot of that stuff like i like i've tried my bet like i've watched mm-hmm. stuff i watched like in june i watched a bunch of, like we did um do the right thing mm-hmm. i watched we did the five bloods i watched uh the 13th the documentary like i've been i've been reading books and stuff but like it's still it's hard to watch movies about that sort of level of violence and, yeah and horribleness in this year maybe Maybe in the last in the next couple months, now that things are hopefully a little bit better, like one yeah. percent better, but still better. Um, then oh. maybe I'll watch <laughs> these things. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Also, our friend Ayla's in in Central Park Seven. Central Park Seven. What's wrong with me? Uh, uh, Chicago Seven. Is she? Yeah, she's right behind Joseph Gordon-Levitt in one scene. Didn't even notice. Dig. I was just looking at Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Sorry, Ayla. Uh, You're cool as hell. She is. Uh, yeah, we watched it. We did it. We celebrated. Or did we celebrate, Sam? What were we talking about before this? I don't remember. I, I think happened. I think I said uh, the Aaron Sorkin 2020 Chicago 7. Then he, I was like, I keep saying Central Park 7, but I'm wrong. Then you yeah. were like, yeah, Ava DuVernay. And we talked about then we Detroit. Talk Detroit. And movies. Oh, right. Uh, I'm re- I was reading books. and uh, mm-hmm. 12 yeah, Years a Slave. It's great. Yeah. I, so back in June, I got like this bundle of like, I don't know, a bunch of, like a lot of books um, that are all by BIPOC uh, authors or about BIPOC and or about BIPOC issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is 12 Years a Slave. And it's like, oh boy, that's going to that's gonna be one, one hell of a read. Oof. Oof-a-doofa. Yeah. Uh, but The Trial of the Chicago 7, um, the movie that wants to talk about black issues, but doesn't... Uh, uh yeah 
what what did you think about this film? I like listen. Give me one second. Four, four stars on Letterbox. So. Did I do four stars? I'm kind after I walk out of a movie or after a movie <laughs> ends. Because, you know, they tried. Give me one second. It's Aaron Sorkin, you know, uh, written. It's an Aaron Sorkin script. It's great. What do you want me to say? Uh, might possibly like have most, the. It's like mostly great. Yeah. Might possibly have the worst ending in a movie I've seen. Ever or in a really long time? In a really long time, for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, what what did you think? I almost really, I wanted to love this movie. That's what I'll say. I wanted so bad. The first like half of this movie, I was like, ooh, this is my shit. I love like a, a fairly modern political like movie. I'm into this. Let's do it, baby. And then it just starts, and then it just falls apart, man. Uh, it falls apart so hard in that, like, second, like, once Yaya leaves, I think there's a little bit of good after that, and then, like, that third act, it just crumbles. Yeah. And then especially the ending. Um, it's embarrassing. <laughs> um Yeah. Aaron Sorkin may be the greatest writer living today. But yeah, that ending is it's something so bad. on his caliber should definitely be embarrassed about. Yes. Put down my sock. Honest. Put down my sock. What are you doing? I'm sorry. You know dogs. <laughs> Dang, get him out of my sock. <laughs> Andrew is currently walking through his dad's house. Chasing this dog. Trying to, trying to get his sock. <laughs> what, just hop into that to, cast? Yeah, where do we want to start? <laughs> yeah, let's do the cast at Aaron Sorkin. All right. Um, is there anyone you want to talk about in particular? Not, uh, not Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It Joseph feels Gordon-Levitt, like... The, it feels good, like lo- the good bad lawyer. It feels like Justin Gordon-Levitt was like, his agent was like, hey, Aaron Sorkin, you're going to have the Tom Cruise, a few good men role in this court drama that Aaron Sorkin wrote. And Justin Gordon-Levitt was like, oh, wee, boy, howdy, I'm going to win an Oscar. They came, he he got the script and then he read it. He was like, what? I, what? I didn't sign (laughs) off for this. It felt like he was tricked. (laughs) Um. I mean, he's a good actor. I have They're a good huge actors. problem with this character, but he's a good actor. It's not his fault. I think everyone in this movie does a does a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I agree. Um, uh, Michael Keaton's in this movie. <laughs> Did you know he was in this movie before you watched it? Nope. <laughs> I flipped out. I was alone in, in Brooklyn just... Running around my apartment going, oh, Michael Keaton! Hello, <laughs> Michael Keaton! <laughs> it was a nice it was a nice reveal. Uh, that was pretty exciting. Um, that's all I have to say. Uh, Frank Langella as the as the judge. 
like between this and Avengers, these are like all my favorite white people. Like I love it. <laughs> Again, Frank Langetta popped up on on the stand. I was like, Frank Langetta, what? I love him. <laughs> is it Langetta or Langetto? What is it? How do you pronounce it? Langella. Red Langella. Yeah. Uh, Richard Nixon. That's how I know him. Uh, <laughs> He talked at uh, my school. Yes, he did. Cool. And then he was kind of very sexist. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were able to go. Yeah. What was sexist? What did he say? He So he had like some of the company members come up and he made every man yell because he was angry and made every woman cry because they were sad. Even though... <sighs> A lot of the monologues that those women chose were not sad monologues. It'll happen. And, <laughs> and a good and a good half of the monologues that the men chose were not angry monologues. It'll it happen. Uncomfortable. Um, Mark Rylance is also in this film, and I love Mark Rylance. Same thing. All it feels like everyone had like a turning reveal. And it was all just for me. Like, Mark Rylance's <laughs> back was to the camera, and then he just turns around. I was like, yeah. what? Huh? Mark Rylance? <laughs> I only knew Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Redmayne, and Justin Gordon-Levitt was in it. Those were the only ah. three people that I knew. Everyone else, I was like, huh? What? Yeah, I was you? really excited when I saw Yaya show up. Yeah, Yaya, same thing. Um, yeah, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. Um, probably the best in this movie easily the best performance in this movie also rising star yes emmy wedding calling it right now he's gonna be huge oh yeah he is already going to do the mad max prequel yeah which is great i feel like that and george miller's coming back so yeah Candyman looks amazing Candyman does look great imagine if the pandemic didn't happen yeah, we could have seen Candyman. It would, I feel like that would the, with Watchmen and this, it would have been the one-two punch. Yeah, 100%. And then also uh, this coming out. Yeah. It would have been like, oh, Yaya is the guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's astoundingly good. I, I remember like I was sitting, I, I rewatched the Watchmen series with my roommates because I mm-hmm. hadn't seen it. And Yaya shows up. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen. And they're like, what? And I'm like, Rising Star. He's the best part of this show. He's so good. Uh, and they were like, okay. And like for the first few episodes that he's in, he doesn't really do a whole lot. He's yeah. just like a nice dad. Yeah. And then you get to, and then you get to God walked into a bar. And they were like, oh, this is what you mean. And I'm like, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen is the best. Yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, I remember him in Baywatch. Started from the bottom, now we're Baywatch? here. Yes, he was. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, I love Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Hopefully uh, he gets something bigger in Aquaman too. Him and Jason Momoa? Ooh-wee! Ooh, baby! Hopefully they go full crazy. Even Hopefully crazier. Amber Heard. Um. <laughs> I, I I don't want to get into that. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know who to say. I don't... I, fire I, yeah, fire yeah. Amber Heard. I'm fine with you also firing Johnny Depp because there are many reports of him being a piece of garbage to everyone else on set. Uh, but fire Amber Heard because she's a piece of 
she's a bigger piece of garbage than Johnny Depp is. Um, Jeremy Strong is also in this film, who I had the hardest time placing the entire goddamn movie. Really? I was like, I know this guy. He's in a million things. What the fuck is his name? But he's just so different from anything I've ever seen him do. I was like and the rules like, guy from like, Serenity. And then like two days later, I watched the big short and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> very different person in that movie. Or his acclaimed role as the rules guy in Serenity. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I like Jeremy Strong. Uh, Eddie Redmayne. How can I live when we are parted? Uh, the man with the, like, melodically flat American accent I've ever heard. I liked him. <laughs> I liked him, too. I'm just saying, his American accent is like, it sounds like... Music in a musical sense, flat, like it's just off the note a little bit, and it's very funny. We will be coming peacefully, but we promise we will be coming. If I, if blood is going to run in the streets, let it run all over the city. Yeah, so that was my transition into Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, ah. SBC. He uses possessive pronouns. I don't know what he says. It's some bullshit. I, like I that. do have to Something say. Something about possessive pronouns. I love Aaron Sorkin. I think, again, he is the greatest writer living. But yeah, it's hard not to roll your eyes. It is hard not to roll your Aaron eyes. Aaron Sorkin, I love, again, we love Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin's amazing. We recently did Social Network and talked about how amazing Aaron Sorkin is. It's My funny. Guy. Like smart people don't talk like this as much as you want them to talk like this. They don't. Yeah, here they like are. This. They're barking. Oh, Give me one oh, second. Puppies. Oh, sweet puppies. Um. Yeah. Eddie Redmayne. He. I think he's really good in this movie. I think he. He we has a nice. About Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh well, Eddie Redmayne has a soft presence, and Sasha Baron Cohen has a very loud presence, and it bounces each other out. Lay Miz reunion, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, we were talking about Aaron Sorkin. Uh, Aaron Sorkin. Uh, people don't talk like this yeah people really don't this is the the, like like social network steve jobs other aaron sorkin stuff i can forgive it because it's like really good but this it was really bad like the i really did not enjoy the script of this movie well because it just felt so unnatural yeah i get that and i think the thing is is that i just think he needs a excuse me i think he needs a director yeah. Uh, cuz there's a lot of problems in Molly's game that are still here. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Have we talked about everyone in the cast? Is it time to jump into our boy Aaron? No, we ha- we sort we mentioned Sasha Baron Cohen and then and then we started talking about the script because of the uh possessive pronouns thing. Yes. Uh Sasha Baron Cohen, what did you think? He's fine. <laughs> I didn't love him. I didn't hate him. Yeah. Sasha Barry to- Cohen, very tall. He looked very tall. Yeah, he's like 6'5. Oh, good God. Yeah. What a tall guy. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, I thought he was pretty good in the movie. Um, he has a lot of fun. I would say no one in the movie really gives a a great Aaron Sorkin performance, if that makes sense, in the vein of Jeff Daniels and Steve Jobs Aaron, or uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Social Network, Jack Nicholson and A Few Good Men. They're like where it feels natural. All the dialogue feels feels natural. Everything. I think. Is like, I think some people pulled it off. I think like uh, Mark Rylance did a great job. I think Yaya did a good job with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone else really did. Yeah, Michael. Fox oh, we also uh, also a- Alex Sharp is is also in this movie as Randy Davis, and he was yes. also fine. <laughs> Not a lot of women. <laughs> I get uh, it, subject no. material, but still, not a lot of women. Uh, the first woman who shows up. I'm, uh, I'm looking down. Receptionist uh, for conspiracy. Caitlin, Caitlin Fitzgerald as uh, Daphne O'Connor. Uh, she is on Letterboxd. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. She is the seventeenth person down down the line. Well, I mean, like there's the seven, then Mark Rylance, then Yaya, then Joseph Gordon-Levitt, then Frank. <laughs> well, here's the here's the order: Sasha, Eddie, Yaya, Jeremy Strong, Mark Rylance, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Michael Keaton, Franklin Jarrett, Jellet, John Carroll Lynch, Alex Sharp, John Doman, Ben Shankman, J.C. McKenzie, Danny Flaherty. Noah Robbins, Kelvin Harrison Jr., and then Caitlin Fitzgerald. Ooh. One of Happens. these guys was also in Zodiac. Who? Which one was Ooh. in Zodiac? John Carroll Lynch. Oh, yes, of course. The guy who punched the guy. Yeah. He is the uh, Zodiac, Zodiac killer. Zodiac. Uh, and he's great. Um, also, spoilers for real life. Um, yeah. But Aaron Although, S- to be fair, I didn't know that this... I didn't know anything about this going in. Mm. <laughs> Un- not surprisingly, I confused this with the Central Park Five. I, I got them all mixed up. <laughs> in real life yeah. and in movies. A C, a C named place and a number. Exactly. <laughs> That's how dyslexia works. Um, yeah. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin as a director, how do you feel about him? You recently watched Molly's he... Game, yes? I, watched I remember it, like, us talking about it. Like, early, early, early in this in this quarantine times. Um, yeah, uh, he's fine. He gets the job done. I don't think he's doing anything that impressive. Uh, it's very okay direction that's my thing it is just getting the job done <laughs> there's nothing more nothing less yeah i mean compare it to to the direction that his scripts have gotten with with really talented directors it's kind of just like yeah you made a movie yeah that beginning's pretty great i think the beginning's a lot of fun the beginning 
What happens in the beginning? Where <clears throat> it's everyone, it's like everyone about to go to Chicago. Oh, and they're yeah, talking about the nice. protest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, also, that the beginning cool. of Molly Games slaps. Yeah. Maybe that's and it. Have Aaron, Sorkin direct the, have Aaron Sorkin direct the beginning oh, of a movie. Please don't tell me. Please Aaron don't Sorkin tell me. Aaron Sorkin can direct the beginning of a movie? Yes, exactly. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin can direct the beginning of a film, and then that's it. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Writing... Also, according to this movie, he can direct like two... Th- he can write two-thirds of a movie. <laughs> Which we know isn't true, but if we're talking about this one. Yeah. 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 Good God. As writing-wise, I think this movie's great. I I rolled my eyes just that one time. Oh, I rolled my eyes quite a bit. Oh, really? Dang. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh, that's cheesy. Oh, no. My my big issue with it is that it... it it's not my only issue with it, but it is a very large issue with it is that it has, I know it's like, it's, it's what happened and, and you're staying true to the, to the historical event that this was, but you have Bobby seal in this movie. And then you have this like really like heartbreaking scene of him getting tied up and put back in court. And then his case gets thrown out and then, and then Fred Hampton gets killed <laughs> or Fred Hampton gets killed right before that. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, cool, that's, uh, that's black issues. We're done. Not going to, not going to talk about that anymore, except for this one maid who's like, I heard you, I heard you stood after the judge did what he did. And that's it. Like, that's the only thing you're going to confront with this like major issue. And, and it feels like it, it, that's that for me is when the movie starts falling apart. Because yeah. it's like <clears throat> you just sort of swept this big issue under the rug, and I'm the, not asking mm. for like uh, to watch like Judas and the Black Messiah in the middle of this movie, but maybe that would make it better. I don't know. It it felt that honestly, it's I I'm with you. It's either do it or don't do it at all. Have that be a quick quick scene. Give some new black actor his first his first start. It's like five minutes. Yeah. Not have it be the main, almost, pretty much, the main plot of the movie. For half of it. (laughs) Then stop it in the middle of the movie. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, when that scene happened, I was like, oh, am I at the end of this, like, two and a half hour long movie already? Yeah. By God. And then, no, I was, like, halfway through. And I was like, "What what the fuck, Aaron? Um... Yeah, it's very, and I wonder is was it is it written like this and directed like this because, like a lot of us for the past four years, Aaron was bad. Maybe he just wanted to just get it out of him creatively. <clears throat> he knew he wanted to make it because a lot of the problems I would say with me definitely, but maybe also with you is that this movie kind of just feels sloppy. Like yeah. Like, you're Aaron Sorkin. Your worst is still a lot better than a lot of other people. Like, this yeah. movie is better than most movies that came out this year. I um, disagree, but I see what you're saying. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, 
But it just, there's a lot of things that just felt, it felt like he was mad. It felt like he was frustrating, writing it, setting up the shot and editing it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah, man. It, it, I, yeah, I think, I think you, you hit it on the head. I mean, I disagree that this is better than most movies that have come out this year. Mm-hmm. It's better than some movies that have come out this year. It's worse than a lot of movies that have come out this year. Um, but yeah, it does feel like he was just frustrated and wanted to say something. And it very much, I mean, fucking here comes the election again. It very much feels like the liberals who today are saying, oh, we're done. We're done now. I don't. And it feels, and it, it to me, it feels like, <laughs> like he was like, I said my thing and now I'm done. I'm, I am, I too am angry. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> like um, that's, that's sort of how this movie feels to me. And maybe, and maybe that's because, you know, we're recording it on the day that we're recording this, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, it very 7th. much feels like a, like a back to brunch liberal doing doing some bullshit i get that there is a lot of i don't know liberalism i guess is that what you would say um but also like that moment with the maid when they're going to michael keaton's house is that when she's like i heard you stood and he was just like ah force a habit she just looked at him she just mm. um i don't know i feel like I understand where if you don't include that, it feels kind of weird. But also when you do include it, it also feels weird. Yeah, it feels weird because you aren't talking about it. But if you didn't talk about it, that would be worse. Yes. <laughs> and I, I get it. You don't want this movie to be four hours long. But also, I just... Yeah, again, again, like we can't put Judas and the Black Messiah in the middle of this movie. To, to get the full picture of what was going on at the time with Fred Hampton. But also, like, I do want to watch that. I do want to watch Judas and the Black Messiah. I wish it had come out this year like it was supposed to. Oh, did it get delayed? Yeah. Dang. Ooh, so they must have something good. I mean, it looks great. I haven't seen a trailer. Who Do you know who directed it? Uh, I'll look it up right now. Um, All I know is that, like... It's uh, Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya, mm-hmm. and I'm oh. I'm so Have you heard about Daniel Kaluuya's Barney movie? No, what? So he's producing a live action Barney movie. Oh, I think and, you told me about this. Uh, yeah, I think I actually told you on a podcast. I'm so excited, yeah. and he said he wants it to be dark, and I'm like, yeah, ooh, we means uh, Shaka King. Okay, uh, they directed. A movie called Mulligans, a short film. Um, another short film called Lazercism. Lazercism, I think. Hmm. Uh, and a film called Newlyweds. Uh, with some cool people in it. Uh, I think. Hold on. Oh, and Lakeith Stanfield was in Lasercism. He's a good actor. He's a fucking great actor. 
Uh, so I'm very excited for Judas and the Black Messiah because it looks incredible. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, you can't make a four hour long movie. I get it, Aaron, but also. Can't you? <laughs> if, you Mar- can't. if Marty can, why can't you? Yeah, if Marty, if Marty gets a three and a half hour long movie. <laughs> um, yeah, that ending's pretty bad, right? That ending's so bad. When the it's when the text so came bad. up, I was like, "Oh, is this what we're doing? This, this is how is we're how ending, we're ending it? it." I yeah. I thought that was gonna be like the like second to last ending. Yeah, like oh, that's heartwarming. Then reality's gonna hit, and then we're gonna get the words. Yeah. Um, but no, it, no, this like pull this like slow pull back into the sunlit courtroom and everyone's up on their feet and cheering. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt stands up for what's right after being a piece of shit for and, like a year. <laughs> and Frank is like, order! I will have order! 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 <laughs> and just like these like perfect sunbeams coming from the windows. The most like triumphant brass line. And just like the most like generic lawyer font across the screen on that day those boys changed history um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, i was i like was appalled by that ending i was like really really this is this is how we're going out on this one this is not satisfying in any way yeah there's no excuse to have that that ending in 1998 let alone 2020. If this movie had come out in 1998, it would be the great. It would be regarded as one of the greatest films ever made. It would be. It would be. Uh, but it came out in 2020, and now it's like very mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Abby Hoffman. Did you know who Abby Hoffman was before this? Not, not even at all. Not even at all. I felt like I heard the the name. I knew Ruben, Jerry Ruben. I don't know why, but I knew those as hippies. I, um, I had never heard their names before. I didn't know anybody involved in this entire thing. I didn't know this was a thing that happened. I didn't know nothing. Mm-hmm. Because, fun fact, I don't study American, American history, history a whole lot. Um, I don't study a lot of history in general. I'm not a big history guy. It's not where I want to... It's not where I find enjoyment in my in my nonfiction life. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's space and science. That's where I'm at. If we want to talk about space and science, I will. Let's talk about gravity. Gravity? George Clooney shouldn't have floated away from the ship. That doesn't make any sense. If he hit the end of the line, he would just bounce back because there's no, there's no force pushing him away. Wait, were you talking Entire about movie. literal gra- gravity or movie I'm gravity? Talking, I'm talking about the movie gravity oh. and how it doesn't make sense. But also, it's a movie! <laughs> I'm just saying, don't people were regarding it as like this? Oh, it's like this incredibly, it's so scientifically accurate, bro. And I'm like, no, it's not. George Clooney would bounce back. <laughs> He's tethered. There's no force pushing him that way. He hits the end of it, and now the equal and opposite force of him going that way comes back, and he comes back to the ship, and everything's fine. <laughs> Gravity sucks. Alfonso Coron might be He's great. the greatest director Alfonso. working right now. He's like, he's incredible. Gravity is trash. <laughs> Um, yo, we should do Children of Men soon. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe, maybe in the new year. Yeah, maybe on a on inaugural day. The the future that could have happened but did it. 
Yeah. Or the future uh, that's going to happen. Who knows? That's going to happen. Uh, yeah, because I think we got to spend the next couple weeks doing shit like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's that time. It's that time, baby. Um, But with the movie's argument about the two ways of progressive politics, the, the Abby Hoffman and I forget Eddie Redmayne's character's name. I just I just got rid of it. Um, uh, I, I was looking. I looked. Real up life senator. Science. So many things. Gotta go back. Gotta or go congressman. Back here. Gotta go over here. Gotta go over here. Gotta hit this. Tom Hayden. Tom Hayden. Um, what do you think? Because this is something that I feel like, especially with today, what we were talking about earlier, the two types of progressive politics. Um. So policy and people? Yeah, policy and, and culture, I guess that would be. Uh, b- both are very important. Um, uh, it, it's sort of... I think in some sense, it, this question is... is. I mean, the chicken, or, the chicken or the egg? I get that, yeah. Um, I think it has to start with culture, because culture elects officials who then create policy mm-hmm. um, that then influences culture that then influences policy that then influences culture blah 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 I think it has to start with culture um, but I, I, I don't know it's difficult um, a bunch of hippies smoking pot in the park isn't doing that's not really doing anything like there it has to be big but is it it has to be <laughs> It has to be a, a want of of actual progressive policies. It wants to be Bernie Sanders should have been elected in 2016. It has to be uh, the people voting in favor of decriminalization of drugs and legalizing of drugs and and uh, decolonization and and all these different things. It has to be the people wanting these things. Um, Do you think Bernie Sanders should have been nominated this time around? I think so. I, I, it would have been a very different race. What um, I, I sort of go back and forth when I think about it. I go I back and know. forth on liking Bernie. I get you. <laughs> I, I still like Bernie. I'm not mm-hmm. going to stop liking Bernie until he does something really bad, basically. Um, but... Uh, I think he would have won in 2016. I have no doubts in my mind that, that if they had nominated Bernie in 2016, he would have won and we would have been fine. Uh, I don't know. 2020 man. is a different is a different question, and I don't know. Uh, partly because I'm not in America yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, partly, you know, because this year has been so fucking crazy. I haven't had enough time to really think about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the what ifs of, of American ifs of, politics. Of yeah. I've barely been able to think about the what ifs of Canadian politics. Um, yeah. So, so it's, it's tough to say, I think he would have won in 2016. I, there's no way he wouldn't have. Um, oh, the middle of this country really hates social socialism. They hate the idea of socialism. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It was so clear. It was so clear in 2015, and 2016 leading up to the election that American people at large wanted drastic change. That's why Trump won. People saw that he he was was willing to do drastic things. 
They wanted drastic change. Bernie was drastic change. Bernie would have changed would have been drastic change on the left. But instead, the Dems, because they don't they're really bad at their fucking jobs, uh, nominate Hillary Clinton, who is and they and they run their entire campaign on on electing the first woman president and not really on a whole lot of of changing policy. It felt very much like more of the same when the American people so clearly wanted change. You want to know a fun little tidbit that I didn't know? Um, Hillary Clinton was the second most unliked politician in American history. That Do you know who the first is? Is it Donald Trump? It is Donald Trump. Yeah. That's wild. I just think that's crazy. It's a yeah. wild thing to think about. So I think I think Bernie would have won in 2016. I have no idea if he would have won in 2020. Um yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sitting there on election day, I was like, Warren would have gotten the crud beaten out of her. So yeah, would Bernie. So would Buttigieg. So would Kamala Harris by herself. So would Cory Booker, Beto. I, I, I wish that our, uh, our now president elect, if everything goes smoothly, wasn't, you know, I mean, accused he, I mean, of rape. He is, and- he is the president elect. That he, does not require Donald Trump doing anything. He is the president elect. I mean, I'm, I'm, st- I think Rudy Giuliani is in a library somewhere trying to find some obscure. Probably, but he can't read, so it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> That's mean. It's Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Still, as a dyslexic person, I take offense. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so so policy versus people, I think is I think is difficult. Um, I think it sh- I think it has to start with people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what what about you? Where where are you at on this? I don't know. Like a bunch of hippies smoking pot. Like yeah, that's Occupy Wall Street. It fell apart because it was a bunch of hippies smoking pot. But also, what I've never known without those hippies smoking pot. Little eighth grade Andrew Thomas would have never known how I think, corrupt. Yeah, I think there's levels to it. Um, so I'm on that side, and also policy. But when you do policy, it's Game of Thrones. You have to play the game. That's 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 you know that's my hope with with Kamala Harris, and I hope that she she can snap out of it. She cannot play these these white white devils games. She can realize that. Oh, okay, we're cool. We're progress. We, I can do this. I can. I can. I don't have to play their game anymore. Great. Um, that's where also I have problems with that. But also, yeah, you can't do anything if the laws don't change. Yeah. Um, it's just it is something to 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 indeed think about and and, yeah. and ponder. Yeah. And I think this is important. I think, like, as much as I and I, as I didn't really want to talk about this movie uh, because I don't really like it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I, I like when you suggested it. I was like, yeah, that would be a fuck it. That would be a good fucking episode, especially now, especially this week, because of this conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'm very thank thank you. I did watch Boys in the Band, and Boys in the Band is really fucking good. Uh, ten out of ten. Go yeah. watch it. Um, easily one of my favorites of the year. It's so good. Um, Jim Parsons is a very good actor. Surprising, surprising <laughs> me. 
Um, My thing is, we've always. I feel bad because neither of us are, are are a part of the LGBT community. So I'm like, yeah, that's should very, we very talk fair. about it? If I if, if if I don't like it, is it another ladybird? Are people going to be like, wait, what is this? I'm mean, going to be like, it's my <laughs> opinion, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I think you would like it. Uh, I think very, I would too. <laughs> here's the the thing about it is it's very theater. Mm-hmm. It's not a movie. It's ve- it's a really 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 good adaptation of a play. That's put on screen. It is like the best version of that that I've seen since like 12 Angry Men. Like, it's just good. Have you seen Carnage? Uh, no. Mm. Is it really good? I, I feel hesitant. Yeah, it, it's good. It, it has John C. Riley, Jodie Foster, Ooh. Kate Winslet, and Ooh. Christoph Waltz. Ooh. Uh, it's directed by Robert Polanski. But... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Then I will not go watch. But <laughs> as as art goes, it's pretty it's pretty gnarly. It's pretty cool. All right. Um, but yeah, the, it's really good, and and it's aided. And it's aided, sorry. I'm going to talk about Boys in the Band for a brief moment for a brief respite from this mm-hmm. other political stuff. It's aided by the fact that all the cast members are gay men. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and so it makes all of these performances so real. In a way that they couldn't have been in 1968 when the play came out. Yeah, like it, it's great, and and they have the chemistry of people on stage, and it's really nice. I was just like, oh, I wrote like my little one sentence review on Letterbox was just like, God damn, I I miss quippy theater dialogue of just like people perfectly like your sentence ends and my sentence begins, like just picking up on your cues and all this different stuff. Ah, oh, it was good. Imagine if life was like that. Ah, oh, I want to oh. live in that world. So Always nice. having a perfect comeback. Yeah, just the perfect line right at the perfect time. The perfect <laughs> pauses. Ah, oh, beautiful. Um. Anyway, politics again. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Today is weird. Today is a weird day to talk about politics. It from, is. From a leftist. A couple of leftists. <laughs> it's weird. Ugh. I just hope people, I just hope your fucking country knows that it's not done. I don't maybe know. Just, maybe maybe just because all the Americans that I know, I, I know from theater school, and a lot of them are, are back-to-brunch liberals. <laughs> and not hardcore leftists. Maybe that's why I'm upset because that's all the American content that I'm seeing. Mm, yeah, I'm. I'm because just... I've seen I've seen some hardcore leftists from America be like, "Yeah, we, this is good," but like we gotta keep going. But I'm still afraid of like he's still in the White House. He still has the nuclear codes. Yeah, I will I not celebrate until I see him on that plane, on that helicopter. I will not. I will not celebrate until then. I don't trust Trump. Surprisingly enough, I, also I do not don't, trust but him. I, but like, I don't know. At this point, what is he like? There's not much you can do at this point. If the in 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 a White House sense, in like a in like an instigate violence sense, he's going to do something, and it's going to be bad. In a White uh, House sense, if he can get the, if he can get most Republicans. To fight this, which is the majority of all the branches, 
I don't know, man. Here's the here's the thing. A lot of anti-Trump Republicans got elected. <sighs> Republicans, by and large, rejected Trump. 70 million people still alive. <laughs> 70 million people. Yes. But also keep it keep in mind. Like I agree. That is way too many fucking people who still want this asshole piece of garbage to do anything ever. These there are 70 million people in your country who want fascism so bad. Mm-hmm. Um but if you look at at the at the senators and 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 all that sort of stuff that got elected, they are anti-Trump Republicans in the majority so it means that means that 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 that, that they're you know the republican party doesn't necessarily want trump they're they're sort of dealing with trump and and yeah i agree 70 million people way too much way like way 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 too much if he got one vote that would be too many um I don't know. It's just uh... I we're if, nervous. If yeah. If you're American and you're listening to this, this is the start of the fight. This is not the end of the fight. We are still in the very early stages of dealing with this fucking bullshit. And I will not be the last Jedi. Um yeah. like, this is it, motherfucker. <laughs> uh Central Park seven. Nope. Yeah, seven. Central Don't 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 <laughs> Chicago Five. What'd you think? Uh, <laughs> Almost. Hold on. The trial of the Chicago sixty-nine. Brad sixty-nine. <laughs> I was gonna say Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, but uh, that's better. Um. Oh, oh, that would have been good. Yeah, I'm. 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 I don't know. Yeah, this they're 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 still. I don't know. It, it is the reason why we're so harsh on this movie that it is so relevant. Don't get it twisted. This would always be relevant in our past from now until you know whatever this happened, nineteen seventy something, nineteen sixty something. But if we were in you know two thousand nine and this movie came out again if this movie come out 1998 best movie ever made you know would would we be like yeah that's nice that was sweet respect the vietnam troops who fought a senseless war a senseless war yeah harumph hooray yeah is it because this is literally happening right now this second almost everything in this movie i don't and we just so, hold it so close. Maybe I don't know. I don't think so. Like, yeah, I don't think so. I think that if this movie had come out two years ago, I would probably feel a lot of the same things I feel. Maybe not to the same extent. I might be a little bit later on this movie just because I'm I, in the past couple of years, have have swung even farther to the left mm-hmm. than I thought was possible for me. Um. So maybe I don't know, but another tangent isn't that weird? Knowing how what? far you can swing to the left, oh, it wasn't yeah. until the pandemic like, where I was like, "Oh God!" Because at yeah, first I was gonna be like, "I don't know if I'm a leftist," but 
hey, the quack's like a duck, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, I didn't really think about it for a long time. And I just noticed, like, like slowly, I would have more and more political conversations. And I would just be like, oh, I, oh, oops. Oh, hey, am oops. I? <laughs> oh, oops. <laughs> and now I'm over here, like, what's up? Like, come, come join me. I, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Do you, do you have thoughts on, on your own question? Jeez, I just say things, man. What was my question? <laughs> I just say uh, things. Would we, would we have been, would, are, are we, oh, yes, yes, yes. Movie because of it's 2020. Um, and specifically because it's November 7th, 2020. I, I, I do think. It is because we're so holding it so close to the chest. I vaguely, not in the same extent, but I vaguely feel this way about Green Book. It, it, it yeah. This it, feels like I was gonna say this after after you said your point here. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say this feels like the better version of Green Book. Yes, if this won Best Picture, I would be like, okay, I get it. Aaron Sorkin, I, get all the Oscars you want. Yeah, this yeah. is yeah. Um. <laughs> the Trial of the Chicago 7, uh, this year's Green Book. Yeah. But better. But better. But better. It's Green Book, but better. <laughs> That's not a bad thing in this t- case. Yeah, it's just that... Man, remember Green Book? Fuck that movie. Much like Green Book, it's a good, fun movie to watch with your with your grandma on a rainy it's a Saturday afternoon. It's a Sunday afternoon grandma movie. It's a Sunday afternoon grandma movie to the full extent. It is that bad. I guess that's my main question. Is that bad? That movie can exist. But also, the help is bad, and the help is that. Yes. I think that movie can exist. I think that movie should not win Best Picture, but I think that movie can exist. (laughs) It has a right to exist. It has Um, a right to exist. Most movies have a right to exist. uh, Not all of them. Most of them. Yeah, I was about to say, Song of the South... (laughs) Yeah, uh, whatever that first one, the uh, Birth of a Nation. Yeah, Birth of a Nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mother. Hey, <laughs> um, <laughs> Greatest Showman. Back to the you Future. Um, well, you don't even know. You don't even agree with that sentence that you just. You don't even agree with your own fucking words there. You're right. You're. I'm trying to think of a movie that you like and I don't. There's, I mean, we've done 150 podcasts. There must be one. Uh, <laughs> ah, who knows? But uh, I don't really like. I, li- I like Tully. I didn't love Tully. <laughs> Unsane. I was. I liked Unsane. You want to know what I haven't thought about once? Tully. You know what I haven't thought about in in three years? Tully. I remember liking. I remember liking that movie. I love Mackenzie Davis. She is in that movie. Is it a Duplass yeah. brother in that movie? I think so. Yeah. I remember that movie feeling feeling like it was made with care, and I really liked that. Yeah, Jason Reitman, man. Yeah. Most or, recently, that the movie that did that to me was Little Women. It felt like a warm hug, and it was just so nice. Yeah. That cool movie's movie. really good. It's cool. I love it. I love Little Women. Um, I just, <sighs> yeah, politics are scary. Politics uh, are scary. Uh, I hope 
Trump doesn't do anything so awful that it it irrep- irreparably destroys this country. Yeah. Uh I don't even know what time are, are we at a good time to start closing the think, shop? Yeah. Or or not yet. I think I don't know actually. We so the audience doesn't know this. We've been recording for an hour and almost 15 minutes. I think 20, maybe 30 minutes of that was technical issues that we yeah. were having, but I don't know. So I feel like we're at the end of our conversation. Yeah, this is the natural end of our conversation. So, so. I, I don't want to force it. Um, is there anything it. else? I don't have anything else about this movie. Do you have anything else about this movie? Uh, if you want to watch it, watch it. You're not gonna hate. You're not gonna hate the time you spent. You'll, no, you'll be very awful. annoyed by the ending, but you yes. won't. You won't hate your time. It's Aaron Sorkin. Uh, really fun dialogue. Really fun. It has some good bits. Yeah, Mark Rylance is great. great. Yeah, is amazing. Mark Rylance, Eddie yeah. Redmayne. Like it's good. Like it's it's fine. That's the thing about this movie is that it's fine. Like you want to go hard. You want to say like, oh no, this sucks. But like the movie didn't do anything to you. <laughs> it didn't do nothing. Uh, uh, yeah. Fucking time. Um, yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else going on in, in your life? Are you watching anything? Are you, are you doing anything? What? I know this week has been uh, stressful for everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been four Tuesdays in a row. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe we finally made it to Saturday. We had like four Tuesdays and then Saturday, and I don't yeah. know how that happened, but it did. I mean, like, yeah, the worst part is you want to party, but you can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you want to go out and, and, and dance with a stranger, but you don't know I mean, people in Brooklyn are been. doing it right now. So, I mean, know. yeah, it's kind of terrifying. It's, it's, it it's, is terrifying. It's once again, I feel like the, the party pooper, but also remember there's a once in a lifetime global pandemic. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, everything that I've already said, I'm nervous. I, I will not celebrate this win until. Until, until see, January, yeah. Until the, I see this guy on a chopper, yeah. You can you can ruin a lot of things in two months. You can ruin yeah. a lot of things in two months. Sure. Uh, uh, yeah. Are you watching any shows or anything? Not really. I mean, we were watching Pose, Pose and Robbie. I highly recommend. I'm excited for Dave oh, Chappelle the, tonight. The the, uh, the the Hulu show Robbie. Yes, the Hulu show Robbie. I watched the first season. What did, you, what did you think? Lo- I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Did- I also really liked it. It felt like Atlanta 2.0. It felt like really? Atlanta Light. Yeah. I get that. Between- and I'm fine with I'm fine with it. <coughs> but that's what it felt like. It felt like Atlanta Light. It's weird. In the 90s and 80s, the thing was like the family sitcom. Like that was, and now it's just, you know, uh, a 20 year old tried to navigate their life. Yeah. Probably in New York City. Not all the time in New York City. Not always, but a good amount of time. (laughs) A good amount in New York City. Also, Donald Glover started tweeting yesterday about Atlanta seasons three and four, and holy fuck, I'm so excited. Yeah. God, I love that show. I miss that show. I should rewatch that. It's really good. Whoops. Woof, 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 woof. Woof, 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 um, woof. 
Yeah, I watched uh, The Haunting of, of Hill House. Yes! I was texting you about this. We talked about it on the podcast a little while ago. That's why I want to mention it. Did you watch all of it? I watched the entire first season. What'd you think? It's fine. It feels really messy. Um, I get that. That's there's. It's trying to talk about like twelve. Give me different one second. I'm issues. so sorry. Uh, poor puppies. Poor puppies. Apologies. Poor poor pups. Poor pups. Uh, so so lonely in the other room. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, it felt really messy. There's, there's a, they're talking about like twelve different huge issues that you could do an entire show about, and it kind of fails at a lot of them. Um, it just felt really cheesy at the end, especially. Uh, yeah, so it was okay. I'm not gonna watch Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. There, that the last like three episodes, I think are pr- pretty good. They were. I really didn't like the last episode. The there... one shot episode was really good. Mm-hmm. Then, like, I was fine with the rest of it. I thought the earlier episodes were better. Really, mm. I get. Yeah, that. I liked when you didn't know as much as you knew about the house. Yeah, but the last like two episodes, two three episodes, are just like monologue after monologue after monologue about this fucking house. There's just so many awkward monologues in this goddamn show. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the PS5 comes out in like five days. I'm very excited. Oh, yes. You and should... my birthday is the day after that. And I'm also very excited. Look at that. The, uh, everything's coming up, Sam. Look at this. Yeah. It's going to next week. I'm my arm. No, not next week. The week after two weeks from now, my arm will be in pain because I'll have gotten a tattoo. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to talk about something that wasn't politics for a hot second yeah of course just to cap it off no politics no politics just capitalism because my name is sam bannigan and i'm andrew thomas uh and you can find the podcast all over the place at welcome back pod on all the different social medias uh you can join lennox studios in uh, producing the show over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash welcome back pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for as little as five bucks a month, uh, you can get a bonus episode every month where we talk about a bunch of bunch of stuff. We talk about so much stuff on that fucking bonus episode. It's a good time. Um, if you don't have any money and you still want to support the show, we totally understand the there is a global pandemic going on uh, and it sucks. Uh, so we get it if you don't have money to spare. Um, you the other the other couple ways you can help support the show is by liking the the tracks and, and reviewing the show on all the different things iTunes Spotify Google um, and SoundCloud. SoundCloud yeah um, that's all that's like such a wonderful wonderful way to help out the show uh, uh, that's 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 what I got to help out the show what about you Andrew hey listen grab seven of your closest friends. No, well, six, right? Because you would be the seven. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, actually, grab five of your, <laughs> grab five of your closest friends and a black guy you don't know, and tell them about <laughs> us. And tell them about us. Uh, just tell your friends. Yeah, tell tell everyone. Spread the gospel of a uh, <laughs> welcome back. I guess. What? You know what I watched? <laughs> you know what I watched yesterday? Speaking of gospel, what? What did you watch? The Da Vinci Code. The, say that one more time. 
The Da Vinci Code? The Da Vinci Code? Is this like... Yeah. Are you talking about Tom Hanks and Rod Howard? Yeah, it's the Da Vinci Code. Have you not seen the Da Vinci thing? No, I guess not. You haven't seen Da Vinci? No. Andrew, I will be sending you a TikTok right when we're done. <laughs> oh, well, I'm excited. <laughs> um, I watched that because it came up in, in on Netflix and I was like, oh, sure, why not? I need a dumb movie. That movie is so stupid. Yeah. It's so fucking dumb. It's National it's Treasure so... if it took itself seriously. Right? Like it's so stupid. And I and I was kind of into it. Like I don't love the movie, but I was like, this is fun bullshit, and I'm I'm fine with that. Does it uh Paul Bettany like whip himself with cattails? Yeah. 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 It's wild. Uh also like one of the characters is the direct descendant of Jesus, which is insane. <laughs> And they heavily imply that she ha- can perform miracles. Wow. This movie is wild. It's so crazy. Uh, anyway, uh, that's the podcast. Uh, we're going to go read... The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> we're going to go read The Da Vinci Code. 